Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast, and today I'm excited to have with me Paul Edwards. Hey Paul, how's it going? Ryan, I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me. Why don't you start out by telling us who you are, uh, what you do, and what you enjoy doing? Well, uh, I'm a husband and father. I live in Olympia, Washington. I've got uh, boys of 9 and 11, about to be 10 and 12 here in a couple months. For my professional life, I'm an executive ghostwriter. I curate and write content for faith-based influencers, executives, thought leaders, and experts. And then uh, my spare time, absolutely love hitting the gym and uh, bodybuilding. I've competed in a couple of amateur shows and love to build muscle and stay fit. So hopefully that gives you a a brief picture of who I am and what I get up to. Yeah, that's great. And you gave me a lot of questions I want to ask now too. So the Morning Upgrade podcast, it's about personal development, growth. speak to a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself about these topics. And so you're already there. You give me two, two directions to go in. But first, why don't we talk about morning routines? I've got my own set list of things that I do in the morning. Do you have a morning routine? If you do, what does it look like? For me, I figured out a few years ago that I was uh, I really need to be able to ease into my day instead of just wake up and start doing it from the moment I get up. And so I started getting up at 4.30 in the morning. And I got so used to it now that my body clock actually goes off right around then usually. Like this morning, it went off at 4.37. I, I've stopped using an alarm clock and I just let my body wake up when it's used to waking up. And uh, for the first probably 90 minutes, sometimes it bleeds over to two hours. I'm just sitting there reading devotions, scriptures, praying, meditating, thinking, journaling. I just need that time to empty my head of any residual stuff that I haven't, that's still floating around in there and I haven't figured out what to do about it or what to think about it. And then that kind of segues into doing some early morning preparatory stuff for work. Very often I get an interruption there of having to take my kids in the summertime here. We've had to take them 20 minutes up the road to a Bible camp. And of course, school's starting now, so we'll see how that changes it. And then it's it's pretty much because it's writing. You know, writing is a very focused, intense sort of thing you've got to spend a lot of time doing. So I'm usually writing from, from then on until about 12 noon. You mentioned health and fitness being a big part of your life. So your morning routine doesn't include any working out yet. I'm guessing you do that more later towards later in the day. Yeah, you know, usually it depends on how heavy of a workload I have for writing. And then okay. also what my afternoon schedule looks like. Because my afternoon, I regard that as time on the phone, you know, networking, talking to people, talking to clients, talking to being on other people's shows, and then interviewing people online. So if I have a if I have a very heavy schedule, I'll usually regard that as a rest day. And then the following day I'll work out. But sometimes, yeah, you know, it's it you gotta be flexible because life happens and so like today, for example, I went and worked out at 11. A couple of days earlier than that, I went and worked out at 7 p.m. It just depends. And you mentioned journaling as part of your r- routine. You said you're journaling on things that maybe are are, are not resolved in your mind. Or, or do you follow a specific, like do you answer set, uh, set questions? I read a book where he recommended, um, blank on the author's name. The book is called The Road Less Stupid. 
because last name is Cunningham. And he talks about having alone time and he ate in every day or week, I can't remember, but he, he has set questions that he asks himself and he journal, journals on it. Are you doing something similar or are you just kind of letting your mind flow? There's some of that. I picked up from Rabbi Daniel Lappin to make sure that you write down three new things you're thankful for every day. So it can't be the same old, same old, right? It's got to be a new thing. Now, you know, many times a good night's sleep the night before, maybe I didn't sleep so well. So if if this time I did sleep really well, that's a new thing. And so I, I take that. But, you know, it can be any number of things. The other thing that I do is I believe strongly that uh, learning foreign languages is a great thing. And uh, I've become quite interested in learning biblical Hebrew. And so I make a point of writing certain prayers that I've learned from the Bible. You can, I've, I've self-taught on, on writing them out and then reading them aloud. Very interesting. Part of my routine, I, I have, I have an app, my phone called Elevate and it's a, it's a brain training app. It's speaking, writing, math quizzes and those types of things. And so I'm beginning to like brain training. I kind of look at learning a language as brain training because as you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you have to learn something new, especially as an adult. It's easier to learn a language as you know, as a kid. So that's really cool. This isn't like a health and fitness show, but it's personal development. So like I categorize health fitness as personal development. Any workout or nutrition tips that come to mind like, that you like swear by? I'm just curious with my own interests. <laughs> Well, each person is different. I can tell you what has not worked for me in the past, and this has a lot to do with my physiology. So I'm a, I'm a tall, mainly skinny type of person. I have very long arms. I have a six-foot arm span, which is as tall as I am. I'm six foot two. And so I struggled to build muscle the way you see it depicted in the magazines and the videos with all these guys who have massive chest muscles and, and much shorter arms and much more muscle and bone density than I do. So there's a way that that's done when you don't have the natural body type. But I don't know whether that's the most helpful. I would say if you have a goal of being in shape, not having a gut, you know, not having extra, extra flab, all that, I'm going to say that as usual, it's 90% uh, what you put in your mouth and how much sleep you get. And if either of those two are off, you can do all the exercise you want to. You're not going to get the results that you could get if you, were, if you had your nutrition really dialed in and you're sleeping properly. And there's all kinds of things we do to disrupt our sleep, including using our phones at night, leaving our phones near the bedside at night. I just have had to eliminate a whole lot of things from my diet and from how I sleep so that I've been able to, you know, go through a, a very powerful transformation between age 37 and now at age 40. I love that you mentioned sleep. I don't think my wife listens to this, so she'll kill me if she hears this, but she's a thin person. She's a nurse and she started picking up a lot more. This was a little while ago, so it's this is in the past, but she started picking up night shifts. So she was sleeping a lot less and she started gaining a little bit of weight. Nothing else changed except for that. She was just sleeping less because she was working the night shift. And then when she fixed that, she lost lost the weight. So I love that you mentioned the sleep. It's so important, not just for your for the weight loss, like you said, but just for your mindset and productivity. I know when I don't get a lot of sleep, I'm pretty much worthless the next day. We are ebb and flow type of creatures. We're not meant to live in constantly on like we're encouraged to these days. You know, we're 
we got our phones and we got 24 seven access to everything and all this information. And, and we're just not designed that way. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I'm trying to myself turn off the electronics at a certain point um, at night and just read and relax. It's hard, you know, cause you get addicted to checking your emails and you get addicted to business and whatever the case is, but I'm yeah. really making a concentrated effort to do that. So all right, let's talk about. You mentioned your business is ghostwriting, and you said you have a podcast too. You actually have like the perfect voice for a podcast. I'm sure you've been told that. <laughs> but is that, have, you, have you been told that before? I would love to uh, take the credit. Unfortunately, I, I didn't make myself. And so uh, I have to give <laughs> God the glory on that one. But um, it's a wonderful asset to have for interviewing on a show. And if you match it with the right kind of tonality and the way you say things and how you connect with people through, you know, through the camera and stuff like that can be a wonderful, um, can be very helpful. So thank you for saying yeah. that. Oh, you're welcome. So let's, let's talk about your, about your business. You mentioned ghostwriting. What's the hardest thing about your business or maybe something you've gone through with your business and either how are you handling it or how did you handle it? Well, you know, it was a 17 month journey for me of leaving behind a job as a, I was in the property casualty insurance space as a salesman. And I got fired from my last job because all of a sudden, what used to work for me with networking and personal relationships was no longer churning out results. So they fired me and it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. But it took 17 months of me getting out of, learning to get out of my own way for that to become a reality. And so when I say that, I, th- I think the hardest part for entrepreneurs is Number one, you're on. You're not just on a journey of changing job titles, and this is not just about the fact that you don't work well with others or you don't do well when people are giving you orders. It's becoming a version 2.0 of yourself because you make this transition from asking the question that the average consumer asks, right, which is what's in it for me, to a a far more profound question of the producer, which is when people buy something, why do they buy it? And when you go through a transition like that, inevitably, you're going to come up against your own blindness as much as, as much as anything else. And you're going to find, I really haven't stopped to ask that question. And so I have been a little bit, sometimes, in, like in my case, um, massively arrogant in thinking um, that I know what my marketplace wants from me. And in fact, I haven't bothered to find out. How'd you find out what they want? Well... What happened was I went through several iterations of stuff that went nowhere. At first, it was kind of like, a, maybe I'll do a coaching type of thing. Then it was, I'll be a best-selling author and sell millions of books, and that didn't work. And then I was trying to do a mastermind group on my own, and that didn't work either. What happened was our mutual friend, the big A, Aaron Walker, came on my podcast twice in 2019, and then the second time, after I had uh, gone out of my way to connect him with a bunch of people I knew and never asked for anything in return, he came onto the show. We did the interview. And in the post-interview chat, he said to me, look, you need to let me do something for you. And uh, after some discussion back and forth, we figured out a way that I would join uh, his mastermind, Iron Sharpens Iron. And I would also write content for his team on a trial basis. Well, that quickly snowballed all of a sudden. About, about six weeks after I joined, hands started to raise among other people he knew who knew that he was far too busy to be cranking out the amount of content that he suddenly was. And I started to get paying clients, you know, people saying, look, I need the same thing as, or the similar thing as what you're doing for Aaron. 
and I'm willing to pay you for it. Let's have a conversation. So it turned out that all that time, the market had been saying, we want a professional ghostwriter who can capture our voice and, and become us on paper. But here I was saying, you actually want me to come and be an expert or a coach when I'm not one. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the short answer. I love the 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 lesson there too, where you you know giving without without expecting anything in return. I think you know that, that's that's advice that's been mentioned a lot on podcasts because it's so true. You know, it's uh, it's timeless advice. I've got one more question for you, and then I'd like you to tell everyone how they can learn more about you, how they can how they can connect with you, maybe the best website for them to visit. You know, habits. I know you've got habits in terms of bodybuilding. You mentioned getting the right sleep, uh, writing. Obviously, are there any other personal development habits that you swear by, or maybe one, one or two you swear by? I have uh, recently, part of it, you know, has been expressed through what, what you and I have both been uh, learning with uh, this whole vision casting for the next three years uh, mm-hmm. in our Sharpens Iron. But even before we were doing that, <clears throat> I discovered that um, meditation actually has a rich and wonderful history, even for people in the Judeo-Christian faith, right? The, the way it's sort of caricatured today is like it's a, you know, Far Eastern type of sit on the floor cross-legged and sing Kumbaya and then repeat <laughs> Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini or something like that. That's not, what it, that's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is focusing on the purpose that we carry as entrepreneurs and then figuring out how does that begin to have a significant impact on the world around us and visualizing what would that look like? You know, just for a moment, what if, what if I, what if I actually was what I dream of becoming, what would I do? Where would I go? How would I leave a lasting mark on this world for the better? Because once you have that picture, you can work your way backwards from it, right? You can start to, you can start to sketch out what the details are different things that you would do, different ways that you would benefit others, different ways that you would make decisions that would have an impact on your great-grandchildren. And all of that, I hope I don't make it sound simple. It does take some effort. It's not something that you can just flick a light switch and all of a sudden you can do. But there's a lot of resources out there that can help guide you on that, on a sincere, genuine meditation that's not hocus-pocus and not woo-woo and just really focuses all of that power that's bound up in the human mind on something that really is genuinely important to you. And then you, your brain will start to overflow with ideas on how you can make it happen. Excellent. I love that. Big fan of meditation. Sounds like you take it to a whole other level. I love it. Uh, we'll add in the visualization and it's excellent, excellent advice. Well, Paul, thanks for being on the show. What's the best way that people can learn more about you or connect with you? I have a, uh, a website, which is the Paul S as in Simon Edwards.com, the Paul S Edwards.com. You're quite welcome to go there. I am giving away a free copy of my new book, which comes out in September of 2020, which is uh, it's called influencer networking secrets, which is also the name of my podcast. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Excellent. Well, thanks Paul. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Ryan. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.